And welcome back to the Quarter Three Podcast. I am your host, Spencer Breedlove, and I get to do this podcast with my best friend in the whole wide world, the golden voice of the CO3 Podcast, Ms. Lisa B. Love. You're funny. Yes, Spencer and I launched this podcast in 2021 with the mission to inform your mind, inspire your heart, and ignite your joy. Here we share our joys, triumphs, challenges, and even some painful moments and how we are growing through each of them. We hope that you will laugh with us or at us. Sure. Take time to think and even have your emotions moved to tears. So we thank you so much for listening and being a part of the Court of Three community. Hey, before we do the Court of Three question, yeah. let me mention something real quick. Sure. First of all, thank you all for your feedback, whether if it's just leaving us a review mm-hmm. on yes. our on our podcast or if it's conversations that you start up with us. Um, if it how, however you engage with us in conversation because of how this podcast encourages you, we are grateful for that. Yeah. It means so much. So it, thank you. Yes. All right. Our question of the day. Yes. It was a little random. Okay. Okay, but it's it, maybe it'll be some good conversation. What is your most unusual talent? Unusual or useless? Useless. Okay. Yeah, let's we'll go with useless. I thought it was useless when you were What maybe it was when I originally said it. Yeah. You're just trying to soften it up a little bit. Well, because then I didn't want it to sound like you have a whole lot of useless talents. <laughs> I was trying to be nice, honey. Okay, so tell me a a useless talent that you have. A useless talent. <laughs> sure. That I have. Do you want me to go first? Sure, you can go first. Okay. Well, because I only have one. The rest of mine are very useful. <laughs> <laughs> All my other talents. No. Um, you have many. No, no, no. So... I do have a useless one, though, and I'm not really sure when I discovered that I could do this, but if I stare and concentrate, I can vibrate my eyes, both of them, like really fast. It's weird. Yeah. It, it's weird to see it. <laughs> it's creepy. Yeah. People it's say very it's creepy. creepy. <laughs> it, I mean. And it's. It's like. Useless. See very it <laughs> jiggle. See it But it's wiggle. kind of weird, like a. Some sci-fi or, yeah, horror. My, how do you do that? I, I don't know, and I just do it. And every now and then, sometimes when I'm really concentrating. It'll do it on its own? Yes. That's oh. weird. I'm like, whoa, no, don't do that. Does your head start shaking when you do that? No. My head, no, but when other people, they're like, oh, am I doing Like my friends, I would show them, and they'd be like, wait, I can do it. I can do it. And, and then like, they would no, try to shake your head. You're just shaking your head back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> I can wiggle my Okay, what's yours? Mine, I started when I was just a kid. Yeah? And I had big ears. Matter of fact, I was picked on. Yes, you've told that story. I was picked on in, 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 when I was in daycare. They they called it Little Dudes and Dolls. That was the name of the daycare. Wow. Yeah, Little Dudes. I don't think you can do that now. I don't think so either. But it's called Little Dudes and Dolls. And at this daycare place, uh, you know, kids can be really mean to other people. Mm-hmm. Well, I have I have big ears, 
And matter of fact, I think the the size of my ears today were the same size that I, uh, when I was like uh, seven or eight. Oh, wow. <laughs> and my head finally grew into my ears. Oh, that's good. But I turned, I, I turned my ears into like a little trick. By doing what? I could fold my ear inside itself. Oh yes, the top it, of your ear. I could tuck you could the top tuck of my into, ear. I could yes, tuck your it into my ear hole and make it stay. Yes. Well, you would do that in youth group when I first met you. Uh-huh. I did it all the way. Yeah, like it became kind of this yeah. gather around, and you could put a quarter. Uh-huh. Jelly I could put bean. jelly beans. I could flip it over and, my and head. It was kind of like it was kind of yeah. like doing a, a rainbow, like in soccer. Oh yeah, I could do that with my ear. Because you would get it sitting there, and then you'd have to like move Bing. your mouth. Just, or, yeah, just, yeah, just kind of. I just flick it, flinch a little bit. Yep, and out pop the ear. Uh huh. <laughs> I, I could flip that. a quarter. I could, I could flip. Have a you bean. ever met anybody else that could do? Never. That? I haven't either. Uh, I've never met anybody that could okay, do that. Okay, that's pretty cool, honey. It was I mean, you cool. could have joined the circus, but my or the nah, fair, not the circus, nah, maybe just the fair, no. the local fair. Maybe I could have been a part of P.T. Barnum's unusual, unusual yeah. people, freaks, freaks yeah. and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, I could have done that. All right, I could. I guess I could have been been a kind of a, a small person, a short person, in there too. I don't know. No, we're not that short. No. Okay, let's I'm do some updates it. from the anyway, week. All right, let's updates do some from the updates week. From the week. Yes. yes. Updates from the week. Obviously. Go dogs. Back to back. Back to back champs. Back to back champs. Never been done in the history of the University of Georgia. No. Football program. And only seven other schools, right, have ever done it. It was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. It was great. So okay. go dogs. We're excited to yes. be uh, a Georgia Bulldog. Uh-huh. Both Lisa and I are alumni. alumni of the University of Georgia. Um, you know, I'm really not surprised that Georgia. You did talk about that last week. I did. And I knew. You, I mean, you talked about how the timing of preparation. Yeah. You know, between the timing of preparation that when you think about how much time they had to prepare for the semifinal. I mean, I don't even think TCU played in a. In a championship, I don't even know if they played in a championship game like the SEC oh, championship. I don't uh-huh. even know if they have a Big Twelve championship. Um, Surely they do, but no, I don't think so. Maybe not. Okay, I don't. I don't think they did. They had to prepare so much for Michigan, and they were really ready. They for were ready Michigan. for Michigan. They were, but they but they be, didn't have much time. No, you can't get ready for the kind of offense yeah. and defense we have. Yeah, you can't. There, you cannot get ready for a team like Georgia. In a week, but you have to hand it to CCU. I mean, they didn't get there being. Oh, they didn't get there by accident. I mean, I mean, they worked hard and heck yeah, that coach kudos. I mean, their their quarterback was a Heisman Trophy runner up. Yes, I mean he was. I mean, they're a legit team, and they're gonna Mm -hmm. if they if a lot of those guys come back and play, they're gonna come back and play and be in the top ten. Yeah, starting off, I would imagine. Yeah. So yep. anyway, it was good. It was a great win. Uh, a little bit lopsided, more lopsided than I thought, but. Oh, more than I thought too. But hey, yeah. Championship is we'll championship. Absolutely. Yeah. So I heard a new song. 
you this did. past week. Mm-hmm. I did. And I oh, really liked it. It's by Colt Ford and Sister Hazel. Oh, that's a mix right there. Chicken okay. and biscuits. <laughs> Matter of fact, I like that the song. Sounds like Colt Ford. I like the song so much. Uh-huh. I created a chicken and biscuits. <laughs> wait, playlist. wait, wait. There are more songs out there about chicken and biscuits. No. Oh, you said you create, created No, a it's just, no, I wanted to create the playlist called uh-huh. Chicken and Biscuits because... Well, what kind of songs you've It's done? a love song. Chicken and Biscuits is a love song. Yeah, Like they go together. They go together like Chicken and Biscuits. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Wow. Okay. It's a great chicken. song. It's sweet. It's fun to sing, too. Okay. Do you think anybody would make it their wedding song? I don't know, but in a country, in a country, yeah. Out here where we live. Out here. And they can yeah. serve chicken and biscuits. They can serve chicken. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Chicken and biscuits for appetizers. <laughs> Shoot, you know, yeah. I, I kind of thought that was weird. What was weird? I don't think I really ever had a chicken and biscuit. I, I had sausage biscuits, tenderloin biscuits, uh, other thing, ham, country ham, regular ham. I didn't have a chicken biscuit until I was probably college. For real? Yeah. I thought it was kind of weird. Because I thought you eat chicken I'm trying at to lunch. think of the first time I had chicken, chicken and biscuit. Like know. a chicken biscuit from Chick-fil-A. I, I don't that know. That would have been my first chicken and biscuit. Maybe it was. Had my, to be. I don't know. Okay, but there's a song. Yeah, chicken so and biscuit. Check out the song. By Colt Ford and Sister Hazel. Now he's got, he has two. Play it for your wife. He's got two chicken and biscuit song. Oh, uh huh. One is with Sister Hazel. So I like you need them. to look that yeah. one up. Okay. The one with Sister okay. Hazel. Okay. That's a good one. All right. So, okay. you got any updates? Anything you want to talk about? No, not really. Really? Well, you were saying about being teased. Uh, my kids were, were starting a novel study. So that means mm-hmm. we go through. Uh, classic novel together or award-winning book Mm -hmm. and we're learning a lot about different people maybe they come from different places they look different they dress different Mm -hmm. they sound different and just how that can um you know we've got to navigate how we treat people Mm -hmm. and and the story is a little story about a girl does get bullied Mm -hmm. so yeah we're learning lots of lessons it's good that's cool yeah all right. How about we've talked about, you know, choose your one word for the year, and we've talked about ours. Have you heard anyone share theirs with you? I have. Yeah. Now remind everybody, what is your one word? Mine is savor. And mine is renovare. Which means renew. It's an it's Latin mm-hmm. for renew. Yes. Yours is savor. And we both have playlists we did we that, made our playlists on mm-hmm. spotify we continue to add to them and i've listened to your playlist you've listened to mine mm-hmm. and, uh-huh. it's a great That's way fun. to reinforce your one word it is it's good Love so what have others shared with you <laughs> well uh, let's just start it off with this one yeah one of the first ones that i heard uh-huh was shut up <laughs> oh, that's good i was like Oh, okay. oh, I mean, it gets tell to me the more. point. Yeah. Tell me more. Meaning. And, well, be quiet. I think part of it is, you know, having your 
spirit silenced and yeah. ready to listen. Yeah. You know, to, to the Lord. We have two ears. All right. Mouth. So that one was kind of funny. Okay. Uh, but serious. I mean, I saw where, you know, they were going with it. That was good. Sure. I had one. Well, it was actually a girl in my small group. And I kind of didn't understand it at first. I asked her what her one word would be. And she said, so. I said, so. She said, yes, S-O. And I said, okay, explain that to me. And she said that she lets things bother her way too much. Hmm. Caring about what other people think, what other mm-hmm. people say, what should she do. And and she said, I really just need to remember, just so. Okay, so God's got this. He's got me. It's okay. I don't need to worry about it. So she said if she can just have kind of a so attitude. Got it. <laughs> so it's more of a release. Yeah. Yeah. Type of mindset. Yes. Okay. So a couple of other words mm-hmm. that I've heard, uh, probably one of my one of my favorite was mentioned by one of my teammates uh-huh. at our Georgia region. Uh, leadership meeting meeting, uh, last week for FCA. And she said that her one word was shadow. And when she said it, I was like, wow, that's a really, really cool word to have come up with. It kind of made me think, man, she put a lot of thought into Mm -hmm. that word. And, and it comes from that passage of scripture that talks about hiding in the shadow of the most high. Mm-hmm. And that's, man, it, there's really no better place to be than hiding in the shadow of the most high. Mm. And it really just kind of talks about, you know, just how big God is yeah. being able to hide in his shadow is, and when, and also thinking about as a father to a child, huh. you know, sometimes you'll see a a child hide behind the father. Yeah. All right. Because of protection and safety and Uh comfort. And, uh, and and that's really the mindset there is, you know what? God's in control. He's got me. He's my protector. He's my shield. He's my shadow. I'm going to hide behind him. That's a great picture of, of how we should view. Yeah. We, not us getting out in the spotlight or trying to control, but Surrendering to his leadership. Right. That's good. I like that one. Somebody at at school, um, one of the ladies shared with me, hers was discipline. And, you know, she said not only developing daily disciplines that are healthy and beneficial in her life, but being disciplined in certain times, whether it's with her mouth or with a habit or mm-hmm. what it, whatever it is, or actions. Mm-hmm. That's good. One more I heard. This one was uh, like, okay, uh-huh. I get it. Uh, because he works with uh, Timber uh-huh. a lot in his in his job. And uh, he he said that his word was cambium. Well, I've never heard of this yeah, word. I'm like, that? all right, help me understand uh-huh. what cambium is. Uh-huh. And cambium is the only living part around a tree. Um, it is, it's the heart of the tree and only, and it's that inside, it's the inside piece Uh just inside the bark. Uh It's that layer of Uh a lining around the tree. That's the only piece that's alive is what he is, what he was telling me. He said, because the wood inside is not so much alive Uh as much as it is 
the outer liner, uh-huh. that cambium piece that's the heart of the tree, and it's protected by the bark. Hmm. And the whole idea there is to guard your heart. The bark guards the heart of the tree, and and that heart of the tree is what brings life. And so for him, it was a reminder, I've got to guard my heart. Hmm. I gotta guard my heart. It's good. Yeah, it was good. That's good. Really good. That is really good. So, so to follow up with our one word uh, conversation that we had last week, uh-huh. and some of the one words that we've heard this week, there was an article that I read this week uh, by Prepare and Rich. Prepare and Rich mm-hmm. is an organization that works with uh, couples going through premarital coaching or marriage counseling, anything like that. And it provides, it really does an, a very in-depth assessment. Prepare and Rich is a, a tool that I've used for many years in my own um, marriage coaching and premarital coaching. And I subscribe to their uh, blog and their email list. And so every week I get some new articles that I read and I was like, this one is really good. It's very timely. Because it is talking about four essential marriage tips to guide your year. And here's the opening paragraph that really launches this, uh, this, this blog post. It says this, do you and your spouse make resolutions or set goals as a couple? Do you use January 1st as the starting line for improving your marriage? Or is January 1st just another day on the calendar? The truth is, there's no correct answer. Regardless of your feelings about making New Year's resolutions, we're sharing some essential tips to help guide your mindset about marriage this year. And so they offer four essential marriage tips to guide your year. And I was like, well, this is timely Mm -hmm. because some people are setting words for not only their, their work and their type of work that they do, like my word, renovare, is not only about being renewed in my work, but it's also about being renewed in my role as a father, as a husband, as a spiritual leader, as a communicator. It's about being renewed in my relationship with the Lord and uh, being Romans 12, too, to, you know, not mm-hmm. conform to the pattern of this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of my mind. So that renewal is holistic. And I think when it comes to one words, it ought to be holistic. It ought to be, you know, holistic in, in, in who you are as an individual uh, that impacts what you do as, uh, as a follower of Christ. And so this, um, article was very timely in moving ahead with, all right, so you've got a one word or you have a goal, you have a resolution and these four essential tips will help to guide your mindset about marriage, not only this year, but really a lifelong uh, mindset for marriage. Uh Okay. So, The first one, it was a really good article. The first one was Halt the Comparison Game. Man, this is such a big, Mm -hmm. big issue in Mm -hmm. marriages today. Um, 
Jason, pastor, our pastor at Bethlehem Church, Pastor Jason said this morning in his message, and I wrote this down. He said, comparison is the engine for consumerism. And people in this world are profiting off of people comparing themselves to other people, hmm. people comparing themselves to other marriages. And the thing about comparison that that is um, an issue is that it can creep into all aspects of your life and it can become toxic. All right. So, for example, let's say you live in a pretty nice house, 2,500 square feet. You've got a nice little dining room. You've got a nice little kitchen. You've got a place to keep you warm. And then you're looking at somebody else that's maybe similar in your age group, but maybe they're driving a nicer car. Maybe they're in a little bit bigger house. And you begin to look at them and you're asking the question, why don't I have that? You begin to compare yourself to them and that you feel like you've got to keep up with the Joneses. Um, or maybe you see other couples experiencing a marriage uh, that it seems easy for them. You think they have it figured out. Right. Mm -hmm. You think that they've got it figured out. But here's the truth. They ain't got it figured out. Mm -mm. Lisa and I have been married 28 years. I think, I, and we both would say that we have a very good marriage we both love each other deeply we're we're both very resolved when it comes to our marriage and divorce is not an option death is an option <laughs> um but divorce is not it's not an option but when it comes to our marriage it doesn't come easy we have struggles yes we have struggles. We have successes. Yes. In our in our, but here's the here's the thing. Every couple has their own set of unique struggles and, uh -huh. and successes. Mm. Every one of them. Because we own, we all as couples have our own path that we're set out on. So there's no correct one that I'm supposed to be on. So that's why, you know, it, we said halt the comparison game, but I would like to even change it to it's a trap. It's a comparison. Oh yeah, it trap. is a trap. That's a great word. So you you think I need to be like them or have what they have, but you're reaching for an image and something that's not realistic because you need to be on your path for what God has for you and and spending your energy instead of wasting it on worrying and trying to manipulate things to be like other people. That is such a good word. Yeah. Instead of wasting your energy on that, invest your energy in your marriage. And what does God have for us? What does God want us to see, recognize as a struggle so that we can work on it? Right. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. If you, you know, it talks about measuring up. If you, uh -huh. if you set your sights on somebody else's marriage, and you set that as the as the mm -hmm. target because mm -hmm. they seem to have it all mm -hmm. together mm -hmm. or they seem to have everything that you don't have. 
and you set them up as the uh, bar. Mm-hmm. They're the measuring stick. Here's the problem with that. They don't measure up either. They're human. Yeah. They're human. They're flawed. <laughs> You're comparing yourself against another broken individual or broken mm-hmm. couple. That's not healthy. No. So you measure up. Where you measure up is you need to put your marriage against the against the truth of God's word and his love and his grace. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. That's where your marriage needs to uh, butt up against. Not putting yourself up to somebody else's yeah. marriage. Mm-hmm. Yes, Lisa and I want to set a good example for our children. We want to set a good example sure. for other people in our marriage. Sure. But don't hold us to the standard of marriage. No, we're not because we're going to fail you. Yeah. We're going to fail you. Yeah. It's so, why our eyes can't be on on others. Correct. Yeah. Man will let you down and people yes. make terrible gods. Yes. Very true. They All make right. terrible gods. What's the second thing? So the second thing is on being specific. Oh. Being specific. Okay. Um, staying focused on the present and the behavior instead of attacking the character of your spouse. Mm. We Be- do that sometimes. Oh, yeah. Maybe we- me more than you, but then because I attack it, brings it out in you. Personality, maybe. I yeah. Know. Yeah. You think it's personality? Do you think maybe there are things even a little, a, a little underlying. more as far as uh, how you were raised? Yeah, underlying. Sure, underlying. I do. I think that maybe all combines. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I sure. think some of the things, even how I was raised, and some mm-hmm. of the, uh, mm-hmm. and and it really helps. We have to be careful with the things that how our own children were raised by us, the things that sure. they're going to take into the marriage, sure. their marriages, when they decide, when they get married, they're going to take things that they learn from us and they're going to get in to those situations. Mm-hmm. They're going to do that. Yes. So if there's, you know, a struggle that you need to work through and talk about, right. Be careful about attacking the person and talk about, the action, the behavior, the feelings. So let's talk about let's talk about uh, one of the things that was shown up on our mm-hmm. assessment mm-hmm. with Simbus was I need to be more romantic. Right. I was specific in saying yes <laughs> that I ranked that. That was a very <laughs> that was a high ranking yeah. desire <laughs> in your life right. that. You want rom- romance. Yeah. Do I need to be specific what that means? And what what was really funny in all that was one was uh, very emotional and relational. One was very physical as far as whose needs were where. Pink and blue. Uh, we were very pink and blue. Man and woman. It was very pink yes. and blue. Okay. So for you, romance was a big deal. Yes. Well, so in this category, in this uh-huh. And being specific. Being specific. All right. We can make a goal or resolution Mm -hmm. for this year to say Spencer's going to be more romantic. 
We could say that. But is that a realistic goal? It's not specific. Or measurable, yeah. It's not specific. How am I going to be okay. that way? Okay. How am I going to be more romantic? He's going to plan do a I, date night that do I, I don't plan know a, about. Exactly. So do I plan a date night? Yes. And on that date night, I'm not going to leave you sitting in the car. <laughs> no, you did that the first We're time. not going to go to... Uh, we're not going to go to Chick-fil-A or cookout. No. We're going to go to a nicer place. Mm -hmm. We're going to have good ambiance. Maybe have a candlelight dinner yeah. along those lines. Okay. Uh, Dress up. It might require a little bit of, you know, look at, not blue jeans. Dressier attire. But dressier attire. Okay. It may be more of a slower paced meal. When is this happening? I haven't planned oh. it yet. I'm <laughs> but, <getting> excited. <laughs> but we're okay. working we're gonna work towards that. All right. We're gonna work towards that. I so like it. The whole idea is being specific. Yes. So that it will help you be more successful. Yes. The specificity of in your relationship, instead of trying to resolve to be more romantic or go on more dates, uh -huh. all right. Uh-huh. Then Decide how you will be more romantic. Decide the number of times that you'll go on more dates. Oh. By giving yourself that specific number and time frame, you're able to easily see whether you're meeting your goal. All right. That's good. And it will give you momentum. It gives you confidence. Mm -hmm. And it places, and the cool thing is, is that when you do something like that and, and being specific, it places value on the other person. Hmm. Yeah. You okay. are placing value in the life of your spouse well, by I, being intentional in that area. Well, and I can think about another example with us, just with finances and being specific to say, we're going to talk about this weekly. We've worked out a budget, but we want to help each other stay accountable to it. And you're right. Then there's value, value with, to the other person. But then I think it, it enhances the value of us together. We're working on this as a team. Right. And when yours truly is the spender and Lisa B. Love is the saver in the family, that's your, that's your word, too. What? Saver. Save yeah, or, you're the save you're the save or and the saver. Yes, thank yeah. you. That's I hear I know, but I pronounce it the same. Saver the homonyms of a year. Yeah. That's right. So, but you were specific in saying I need your help. I needed your saver. help. Mm -hmm. I needed yeah. your help because you're going to be I good with the budgeting. Yes, and but it requires technology, and you're not. You don't want to mess with the technology. You'd rather do it on pencil and paper. <laughs> and I'm looking at pencil and paper and going. <laughs> But things change so fast I, I and all this stuff and, and everything's downloaded and it is a digital world. We live it's in. a digital world. And so we're so doing it together. We're doing it together. Yes. And we have that as yes. part of our specific goals. Yes. So avoid the comparison trap. Stop that. Then be specific. And then the third thing. You're going to introduce it or me? Wait, did I skip one? Halt the comparison, right? Uh-huh. And then we were being specific. Okay. Uh-huh. We, we got two more. We have two more, right? Yes. Okay. 
All right. I'll do the next one. Okay. The third one was be mindful of expectations. Mm. And here's the quote from the article. Increasing your awareness of your expectations overall provides a powerful shift in perspective. So this happens not only in marriages, but it happens Mm -hmm. in the workplace. Mm -hmm. It happens in a lot of areas. Mm -hmm. People have unwritten expectations. And when those unwritten expectations are unmet, what happens? Oh, frustration, uh, disillusionment, resentment. Bitterness, anger, lots of things. And in a job, that usually winds up getting you fired, especially in a church. Yeah. Yeah. I've been there. And in a marriage, it can lead to separation and divorce. Exactly. Exactly. So you have to be mindful of the expectations of your spouse. You have to be clear because clarity is kind. Well, you said they were unwritten, but they can't stay unspoken. Correct. They can't. Correct. And here's the other thing about we clarity. Here's the other thing about being clear on expectations. Uh-huh. Yes, clarity is kind, but clarity also has a shelf life. Oh. Meaning come back to it, revisit. You got to revisit it. You have well, to that's con- what I wondered. Did have our expectations change? And I think they do in seasons of life and Yes, clarity okay. kind and clarity okay. has a shelf life, and you okay. have to come back on a regular recurring basis in order to have clear expectations. I, honey, you have to admit, I was very clear in the beginning. From oh, in the, the beginning. beginning. From the beginning, I was clear about what I expected. What did you expect? <laughs> Pray I tell. expected you to clean the bathrooms. That's not what you said. <laughs> you did not say. Well, you did not say. Okay, so I should have. I been expect a you to clean the bathrooms. Specific. Okay, you, I said. No, you don't. You were. You, you were very specific, but what you just said there—that's uh, not what you said. You well, said four words. Okay, I said very clearly. I knew where I stood. <laughs> I knew whose responsibility what you it were was gonna going have to be. Do, right? What I was going to have uh-huh. to do in this marriage. Uh-huh. I knew exactly what I was going to yeah. have to do. Clearly, yeah. And it wasn't you got to clean the bathrooms. Although it led I, to that, it wasn't. I said, I don't do toilets. That was it. <laughs> Four words. I don't do toilets. I knew exactly. I told you from the beginning. I knew exactly what she meant. Mm-hmm. If she don't do toilets, that means <laughs> I had to do them. Right. The expectation. The expectation was on Spencer B. Love. I was so glad I said to do that. The when we had boys. Mm, that was. I was smart. Yeah. You. <laughs> yeah. Let's just leave it at that. And if oh. if you have boys, you know exactly. Girls can be bad too, though. Don't yeah, don't but, just throw boys under the bus. But mm. yeah. I was glad I said that up front, though. I'm sure you, you were. You took it really well. You were took it in stride. It's just a toilet. <laughs> what? So, what expectations do you have? Well, I expect you to cook. Yeah, I expect you to I clean. Do. 
Meal, plan the meals. I expect you to plan the meals. I mean, you ha- it doesn't mean you don't help, but I, I know. But I oversee. But you things. expect me to. Yes. You expect me to handle the lawn. The oh, lawn. I am not you doing expe- yard work. You expect yeah. me to do the, to take care of the cars. Cars, yes. You expect me to yes. uh, clean up my mess <laughs> or messes. Oh, we might still be waiting on that one. <laughs> you expect me to do all the grilling. Especially when it's hot outside, you expect yeah, me to do all the cooking outside. I've never grilled. <laughs> but a lot of our expectations, the way that we've gone into this marriage, maybe is, came from how, came we, from were how raised. we were raised. Yeah. So it's good to understand that as you enter in. Yeah. It came mm-hmm. from, and in yeah. today's world, it's totally different. Oh, it's very different, and that's okay. Every couple can be. We've said they're on their own unique path. Very There's much. There's not so. a right or wrong, but you have to be together. Yep. You have to be on the same page. You have to understand each other's expectations. Yeah. Yeah. So being mindful of your expectations, okay. uh, it will provide that powerful shift in your perspective. Mm-hmm. All right. What's the last? Essential. I like this one. I like this one because this is something that's become very near and dear to me and to us, for that matter, really uh-huh. over the last uh, four to five years, I'd say. But the last one is on focus on yourself. The last tip, focus on yourself. Now, that may sound uh, a little bit... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Well, it's selfish or self-absorbed. Selfish, or... yeah. Counterintuitive. Yeah. But, but here's the, here's the thing. Yes, in your marriage, your marriage is about putting your spouse first and loving them selflessly. Yes. That's a part of marriage. I mean... My job, my role as the husband, my spiritual role as the husband is to lay my life down for my wife. I am to love my wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. There is no other passage of scripture that says that the wife is to lay down her life for her husband. Although I think you would. I think you would do that. I would. But there's no scriptural charge for the wife to lay down her life for her husband. That's on the husband to have that sacrificial type of love Mm -hmm. for his wife. All right. So, yes, marriage is about putting your spouse first and loving them selflessly. However, a major component of making your marriage the best it can be is that you both bring the best versions of yourselves to the equation as well. In other words, if you can't lead yourself well, then you're not going to be able to lead your family well. You've got to take care of yourself. You have to become more self-aware, which we talked about that this morning. Pastor Jason talked about being yes, self-aware. He did. There's a difference in that and being self-conscious. The self-aware, yes, is not based on what others think, mm-hmm. but it's based on what is God trying to mold me into. Correct. Mm-hmm. And the thing about focusing on yourself is this. If if you are spending all of your time focusing on other people in your family, your husband, 
your children doing for them even even family only uh not ju- not just in your immediate family but maybe family on the outside or and and you are not taking care of yourself all right that's a problem you have a problem and you need mm-hmm. to get help mm-hmm. there's some changes that need to that need to happen and we've talked about that this is not a you know me 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 and uh, you know a, a selfish mindset of how what am I going to get and what am I going to do and don't worry about other people but it truly is that if in order to have the best me to be the best wife to be the best mom to be the best friend to all these roles and hats that we wear to fulfill those to the best of our ability then we have to be healthy ourselves we have to have spent time first and foremost with the Lord, letting his spirit, you know, shape us and mold us and transform us. And yeah, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically healthy. hundred percent. And if you don't, if you're focusing on everybody else, but you thinking that that is a sacrificial kind of love, Listen, you're just wearing yourself out. You're going to, right. You're, you're burning your, up. You, you, and you have nothing Nothing left. in the tank. Yeah. But if you invest in yourself mm-hmm. emotionally, spiritually, mm-hmm. and you take time for you, then you're going to have more to give. And I'll say we should want that for our spouse. So we should encourage our spouse to, to have those times, whatever an outlet may be for them, whatever refreshes and re-energizes them to make sure, you know, we're saying to them, hey, do you need some time? And maybe that means that I take some responsibilities so that my spouse can have some time for themselves. Correct. Maybe I just cheer them along and encourage that maybe we do something together. Maybe we go to the gym together. We do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it just... Because that's helping, helping your spouse be the best they can be. So the four essential marriage tips to guide your year. Halt the comparison game, or in Lisa's words, the trap. Mm -hmm. Be specific in your goals. Don't just say, hey, let's go on more dates. How many Mm -hmm. dates in a month do you want to go on? Mm -hmm. Or who's going to do the budget? How are you going to handle your finances? Who, how are you going to work together? Being very specific. Be mindful of your expectations. In other words, being clear because clarity is kind and clarity has a shelf life. So you have to communicate. You got to communicate clearly. And then finally, focus on yourself. Take care of you so that you can take care of the ones you love. You know, these are really great. And there's only four of them. So very practical, very doable in helping all of us have the right marriage mindset. As we enter this new year, we want to look forward and anticipate what God has for us in our marriages. And I think this is a great place to start. Well, thank you all so much for listening in to this episode of the Court of Three podcast. We are so grateful for you. If you don't mind, if you go on to your, uh, wherever you listen to your uh, podcast, please leave us a review. Let us know uh, how this has encouraged you or 
send us an email, send us a text. How can we encourage you? If you're interested in taking the Symbus assessment or uh, a prepare and enrich assessment, I would be more than happy to serve you in that capacity. And we also want to leave you with this. Remember that two, two are, are better, better than, than one, one and, and a quarter of three strands is not easily broken. broken.